You're listening to the Versus Node podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. Welcome to episode 53 of the Versus Node podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Zotto, and I'm here with three excited guys ready for this year's E3. First, we have Jason Finelli. That's me! We have Anthony LaBella. Hooray for E3! Yay! <laughs> Yay. Good. And last but certainly not least, Josh Robinson. I'm ready. Okay, so today, um, if you couldn't guess by the title of the podcast, <laughs> which you've clearly already read, um, we're going to be talking about our most anticipated games of E3 2014. We're going to tell you our top fives that we're looking forward to a little later, but for now, um, I think we should just start out going around the circle here, calling out a couple of games each, um, and then you know see where everyone stands on that. So. Jason, we know that you have a list of 400 games, so... <laughs> um, it's 40... Wait, 38, sir. 38. That's, 38. that's more than... Seven that many seven, games? No, nah, well, seven of them don't even exist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, think there are 38 games that are going to be at E3. Yes, there are. <laughs> there will be more than that. Yeah. But um, Do, uh, I want to start with things, the seven on here, that don't actually technically exist yet, but I think could show up in some form or fashion, or I just really want them to. Um, okay. The first one is a new Doom, because right. you can't offer yeah. a beta without it actually existing, right? Right, and, right, right. And Wolfenstein's supposed to come with a beta, so that would be, that would be something I would expect to see. Uh, new Gears of War also. Black Tusk is supposed to be working on something. So might as well make... I expect make... to see that. I expect to I, see something I do... about that. I mean, even if it's just a little teaser thing, yeah. I, do, okay. I do expect to see something about that. Okay. Um, a couple of fighting games here. Tekken Cross Street Fighter. Now, Street Fighter Cross Tekken has been out for a while now, and they were supposed to each do a game, but Namco has been silent. So I wonder if they'll break the silence this year and finally give us something. Uh, Mortal Kombat 10, Ed Boon has been counting down in a weird way. Like he, Instead of saying 24, he posts like a picture of Jack Bauer. Or he, he says like the square root of some number and it's 29 or whatever it was that day. Um, so I have a f- And then the countdown is supposed to end June the 2nd. So I fully expect Mortal Kombat 10. Or it could be Injustice 2, but I think it will be Mortal Kombat 10 uh, then. And also, uh, one that may not exist at all, but I think would be really cool. Uh, there's all, there was a, a game back in like the early 2000s called Capcom Fighting Jam, where it was essentially a crossover game, but it was just Capcom characters. Street Fighter, Strider, a couple other characters, just in an insular Capcom game. Uh, but it fell apart, it was canceled, and I think that would be a really good idea to bring back. A, because they don't have any fighting games right now, current, besides Ultra Street Fighter 4. And B, it gives people an instant look at all of your library so you can start making games off of it. That is so right up your alley. And that (laughs) Capcom Um, fighting games. Yeah. They should just Uh, call it Jason Vitus. (laughs) (laughs) Or Jasonitis. And I would. would. Uh, Two more, both Nintendo. The first, a new Star Fox. I yes. feel like 
If of all of their franchises, that is one that has been neglected for far too long, even though it has more games than F Zero, which would be a close second. Oh, that's um, awesome. But Star Fox, I think, with that gamepad as like your hub for your, you could take everything that's on the screen in a normal Star Fox game, put it on there, and then have like touch screen bomb or other weapons just at your fingertips. That would be awesome. And then Pokemon for Wii U. Then there was a screen. I don't know if anybody remembers seeing it. It kind of looked like a 3D fighting game with Pokemon, or it could have been the next Stadium or Battle Revolution or whatever you want to call those games. I feel yes. like something like that is coming, and it will utilize X and Y, your, your Pokemon from X and Y, and you can upload them just like before. I don't think, I hope it won't be the same shit show that Battle Revolution was, because that game stunk. Um, <laughs> that's, those are the seven. Seven things I could think of that don't technically exist at the moment outside of Doom. That kind of does. But we could get a first look at in three and a half weeks or whatever. How about Pokemon Snap 2? Yeah. You know, I actually think that'd be very cool because you could use the Wii U gamepad as yes. like, uh, you know, like your, your screen on your digital camera. and or, or I agree. Whatever. But I, I think it would be better as an eShop title. True. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because people – because I don't know that you could – justify i mean you could in the n64 days we were dumb then but i don't think you could <laughs> justify 50 60 full retail unless the game is humongous and every single pokemon is in it um i'm gonna I, need a way to get my uh, pokemon snap stickers though how can i do that am i gonna like go into an abandoned blockbuster and print out your pictures <laughs> <laughs> i still have all of mine i i think i maybe used two of them and the rest i just kept <laughs> jesus um but yeah, I mean, I could totally see that working. Make it like twenty-five hours or twenty dollars. Put it on the eShop and download away. I think it'd be awesome. I would immediately buy that. Absolutely. You know, and I we said that for Wii U, but actually, it almost makes more sense for the 3DS because I, as you're saying that, I'm like, holy shit, he's right. <laughs> he's I absolutely mean, right. You could you could use the uh, augmented reality and take pictures should, in your yeah, house. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the gyroscopic uh, tech that's in there to to actually move it like a camera and everything. I think that. That would be very cool. Let's make it that happen. Cool. So right, we'll get on it. I kind of want to riff on something you were talking about as far as Pokemon uh, Wii U. So, y you know, they, they just recently announced Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yay! Uh, uh, which is going to be, it got me kind of excited. Um, but, you know, I, if you guys remember the last time we actually had a podcast, we actually talked about the potential of a console, a true, legitimate, full-fledged console Pokemon. And Jason, you said that that was sort of like for an emergency situation only. And, you know, I, I kind of think that they might be in one right now, Nintendo, yeah. Um, yeah. because the sales of the Wii U have been awful. Um, I, I think they've only officially announced the shipped total, and that's what, like six million. So who knows how many have actually been sold. Um, but anyway, so the reason I bring that part up is because... Uh, recently, uh, during the last stockholder meeting that Nintendo had, Iwata mentioned something about, uh, well, basically, let me just read you the quote. He said, the fate of a video game system is often influenced greatly by the introduction of a single title. He then said, as many of you probably remember, before the release of the Pokemon game, uh, Game Boy had been showing slow growth, and many people wondered whether it was the end of Game Boy. But the Pokemon game single-handedly changed the landscape of the system, which then started to show the strongest sales in the life cycle of the system. Mm. Which kind of makes me wonder. You think he's if, got one? 
if there's going to be a Pokemon, full-fledged Pokemon for Wii U. Well, I mean, they are making the, the NFC figurine sort of games, you know, like Skylanders and Disney yeah, Infinity. Yeah. So that could be, that's actually something that I'm interested to see, particularly because I'm really into Nintendo characters versus other yeah. <laughs> characters like Skylanders. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Well, now, they have, uh, what is it, Pokemon Rumble U, which I, I think is so- somewhat similar, right? Yeah, it uses NFC characters, but um, if you bought that, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and, and so they haven't been supporting that at all, as far as I know. Um, I mean, they, they put it out and said, here it is, and, and that was the percent of it. So I just, reading that quote, like, it just kind of like, maybe it's just because I want it to be true, but it seemed like too, it hit too close to home. I think it's, maybe he was saying something there, maybe he wasn't saying anything at all, but I, I want that to be true. Because, I mean, as much as we love Zelda, um, Zelda is not a system seller for most people, I don't think. Um, if you go back and look at the numbers, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's more of a, um, I hate to use this term hardcore gamer, but, you know, that, those are the people who buy, who buy Zelda. Sure. Whereas, you know, like Smash Bros. and Mario Kart have more of a mainstream appeal because people can just hop right in. But even those sales, I think, pale in comparison to Pokemon games. And I think, I think Pokemon would be a system seller for a lot of people. And that's not just kids. I mean, that's a, that's a huge audience for those of us who grew up with it. Mm. Sure. I'm going to jump on that and say perhaps my system seller for the Wii U would be a, a official Zelda proper Wii U title. I think that would be the point that I would have to see you jump in three weeks. Going. They it's already coming. said they were doing it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's coming. Yeah, so. And I think they were pretty close to showing it last year, weren't they? They said they strongly considered it and backed off for some reason. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Well, I'm thinking. I wonder if that's going to be this year's um, Super Mario 3D World, where it was announced in June and released in November. Maybe that's why they held off a year. <laughs> you think it's going to be this year? Oh, my God, I'm getting giddy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that. No, I, I really don't. I just I think it's a possibility. Yeah. I, well, think I think that their, their holiday Wii U system seller will be Smash in November. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, I got ahead of myself there. I think. I mean, I could be dead wrong. But he could be talking about, you know, Pikmin 4. That sold so well. Right. But no, it really didn't. But um, I, I would love a Pikmin 4. No, so would I. So I Pikmin would love a Zelda Wii U. I would love a Super Mario Galaxy 3. I don't, I know. I, I think they're done with the Galaxy stuff. Yeah. I do too. It didn't sell as well as the land and the, and the 3D world and all that stuff, unfortunately. As much yeah. as I love those games. Which is a shame because I loved those games. Yeah. I they're agree. fantastic. Yeah, they're wonderful. But I, I just kind of think maybe, I think even if they had sold phenomenally, I just wonder if they wouldn't be looking to, to tread some new, t- some new ground sure. anyway. Yeah. Sure. Um, what, el- what else are you looking forward to, Josh? Give me one more. Well, I, I know it exists. I am not giving up hope. I know that it will be, I think they're going to show it this year for PS4. It's going to be The Last Guardian. Yes. It I will have happen. faith. Ding. He hits one on Eddie's top five. Put it on the board. <laughs> Mark my words. It will be there this year, and shots will be fired. <laughs> awesome. Somebody called Gerard Williams. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony. We we haven't heard any of your uh, sort of outliers. Let, let's let's hear a couple of them. Um, one of them is based on what I'm playing right now. I've been playing The Witcher Two on the 360. Oh, yeah. Ding. <laughs> uh, Witcher 3, which was delayed until February of 2015, but I have to imagine. <laughs> yes. There it is. Yes. 
Wow. I just have to imagine it will make an appearance at E3. And what they've been promising with this game, what they've been pro- promising in terms of scope and open world design, part of me is skeptical, but then part of me absolutely believes them in that they're going to create this ridiculously huge world with with a multi-thread story and all of these contrasting storylines and things like that. Because having played some of Witcher 2, which I played... In 2012, I got through Chapter 1 and then stopped, so I'm replaying it again. And apparently, however you... Uh, whatever decision you make in Chapter 1 significantly affects Chapter 2. It changes the storyline, and I believe it changes in what environment you end up discovering next and things like that. So I think they can take that and really run with it with The Witcher 3, bringing it to Xbox One and PS4 and then PCs, of course. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that. And I've always really enjoyed the... Uh, the combat in that game because it relies more on defense. I feel uh, if if you just go in attacking, you're gonna die. And also, there's a, a big reliance on alchemy and using potions before each battle. So it's a nice change of pace from your usual action RPG. Combine that with an even bigger world that would rival something like a Skyrim, and I'm pretty excited about seeing that at E3. Awesome, awesome. It's actually just one of my honorable mentions, but only because I'm not as familiar with the franchise as I sure. Should be. I mean, just from what I saw last year at E3, I was yeah. ready for it that second. I was like, give give me that. I think all three of you said it was your game of the show. I, that was mm-hmm. easily my game of the show last year. I'm pretty sure it was okay. Mike's, too. Yeah. Yeah, we were pretty blown away by that presentation Yeah, that, looked, that looked amazing. I mean, Dark Souls was tucked away in a private meeting room, but, you know, <laughs> aside from Dark Souls, yeah. <laughs> Witcher 3 was uh, was the one. All right, give me one more, Anthony. Let's see, one more. And this one I'm not entirely sure about, and I really need to see more of it before I can muster up any kind of excitement. And it's um, The Order 1886 for the PlayStation 4. Because all I've heard about it makes me think it's going to be a really, really amazing-looking third-person shooter or third-person action game that does little to change up the formula in any meaningful way. I, I haven't heard anything that... It gets me excited to the level of a Witcher 3 or any of the games in my top five. I'm sure it'll look amazing, and it'll be good to see the PlayStation 4 technology at work in terms of uh, facial animations and just overall visuals, but that only goes so far. I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who really gets uh, bent out of shape in terms of you know 1080p debate, 60 frames a second, and whether this looks amazing or not. I, I want to see something meaningful in terms of unique game design or bringing something unique narratively to the table, which it could do with, with the setting they're going for. So I, I just really need to see more of that, though, because I don't know enough at this point to, to, to muster, up a, muster up enough excitement to call it a game of the show or anything like that. Absolutely. For me, I file that under the category of a, a curiosity. Exactly. You know, it's like, hmm, I, I'd really like to see what that's about, and it could be cool. So that, that's where I stand with the order. So, so give, me, give me another, like, Fifteen of yours, Jason. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, no, give me, I'm give me like five more. Fire. Yeah, I'm going to go through what I call the honorable mentions, or the ones that didn't make the top twenty-five that we haven't talked about yet. Okay. First, Final Fantasy fifteen, just because it's Final Fantasy, and I have to be interested in it. Sure. Um, I spent too much time as a kid playing Final Fantasy not to be interested in a new one. Uh, the Division, Tom Clancy's The Division, I think was really really cool at Ubisoft's last year, and I would like to see a little more from that. Uh, in the Nintendo. Camp. We have Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami Tensei, which was revealed at the January 23rd, 2013 uh, 
Nintendo Direct, and we have heard nothing about since. Not one single thing. So that needs to show its face. Uh, Quantum Break. Hmm. Quantum Break is interesting because I trust Remedy. Alan Wake was awesome. Yeah. So I, I have a I trust them, but I don't the, the whole like TV show thing throws me off. Sounds insane, so, and it could be the, either be insane in the best way possible or the worst way possible, and I have no idea how, how it's going to turn out. Yeah, right. I agree. Cautiously um, optimistic about that one. <laughs> UFC because I'm a UFC guy, but I'm not holding it in too much regard at E3 because it comes out the next week. I'll be right. able to play it as soon as I get home. Uh, Destiny. Hmm. Yep. That was an honorable mention yeah. for me. Um, I really want to like this because, again, I trust Bungie, but there was a preview event not too long ago, and people were not very enthused. Yeah, it's a warm reaction. Which mm. makes me wonder. Mm. So I'm a little, little worried about that. And finally, one that I'm surprised we haven't mentioned yet, and I feel like this game could really surprise people. It could be the XCOM Enemy Unknown of 2014 if it makes it and that is civilization beyond earth oh yeah because oh right i forgot about that game because they're bringing back they're basically bringing back alpha centauri without calling it alpha centauri right exactly and that makes me very happy all right so that's my honorable mention list we'll get to the top 25 later hopefully (laughs) name some so i can ring this damn bell i almost feel like my list is depleted he's just getting started all right josh (laughs) josh start ringing this bell for us (laughs) <laughs> well, I I don't really know much. I don't think they even said much, but I remember them showing it off, and that was Yarn Yoshi. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and that, it looked fantastic. Um, I mean, it actually looked like real fabric. I think it even looked better than uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. Uh, yeah. I I hope it's a little more challenging than Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, not a whole lot is known about it, except for it looks really, really pretty. Kirby's Epic Yarn was funny. It was like anyone who was an adult played it and was like, oh, this is a perfect game for kids, but it didn't seem like it was it was sold to or marketed in that way. Like, you know, parents, buy this for your kids because it's the perfect game for kids. It was more like it was more like to us, the old kids who had grown up on Kirby, who were like digging on it, but then realized that it was kind of uh, pointless to play for challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I, feel like, I still loved it, though. That was a great I game. F- I feel like, to get a, a quick aside here, I feel like Nintendo is is turning the Kirby series into like a practice to get to Mario. Yeah. Because you just said Epic Yarn was way too easy. I would say the same thing about Triple Deluxe, which I just played. Hmm. The game was way too easy. Right. And, and there were things that I were looking for that would have been, like... I was looking for things to be hidden in ways that they would have been hidden in, say, Donkey Kong Country or <laughs> in Mario. Yeah. But they weren't. They were. It's like the training wheels. The so Nintendo exactly. platformer training wheels. Exactly. And I think that Yarn Yoshi could be a better way to establish that also because Yoshi is, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like Yoshi is way more recognizable than Kirby yeah. at the moment. But the thing yeah. is, if it is, if that is their intention, they need to explain that to their audience because. Sure. It would make a lot of sense. It would get people who are in that demographic buying those games, um, and then they could, you know, make sure that their Mario games were maybe more sophisticated and that they can cater to a growing crowd of veterans. That'd be cool. Absolutely right. I, I would like that. It would be nice to see like a Paper Mario. 
Yeah, I mean, a sticker star, I don't know how you feel about it. Did you play it, Jason? I did. Okay. Um, it was, I didn't like the sticker system at all. I mean, it was still a good game, but I want more of Thousand Year Door. Yeah. yeah it was, it was, the sticker system yeah. was the Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories card system all over again. Yeah. It just uh, wasn't doing it for me. I didn't, I didn't particularly care for it. I like the game. I like the story. I like the worlds. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and I mean, like, the writing, the humor is fantastic. Sure. But the stickers, oh, I get the that combat system. Yeah. Little and, less I, to be desired. and, like, Super Paper Mario was weird, too, because that was, like... I, I loved think. Super Paper Mario. Really? <laughs> that was like, I mean, no, I, 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 I didn't dislike it. I was just very disappointed um, in what I got, because I thought there would be more uh, than just um, platforming. Like, like right, right. Well, you wanted another thousand year door, and it wasn't it. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Super Paper Mario was just a game that I had been craving since Super Mario sixty four. I wanted the game that would switch from two D to three D like that. So to have it come to fruition was just really cool. Plus, it had like RPG elements, so it like everything like culminated into like this cool Mario world that I, I just adored. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, did I mention Hyrule Warriors yet? No, you didn't. Does anyone care about Hyrule Warriors? I do. I That's am, one of my curiosities. Uh, cautiously interested. Well, because like typically, I, I have like a loathing for the Dynasty Warriors series, but stick the Zelda universe in it, and suddenly it becomes so much more interesting to me. And watching the the demonstration videos, some of the early trailers. I was like, hmm, I could kind of get down with this if it's Link and if it's these characters that that I'm kind of interested in and if the technology behind these games is more updated and perhaps the combat is better, and that might be the case. So that's one of my curiosities for E3. Yeah, so I think I, I'm like you. Um, I, I feel like I'm interested. Uh, the Dynasty Warrior games were always kind of cool, but I never, like, you know, uh, I didn't buy any of them, but I remember playing some at a friend's house, and they're fun. But one thing I'm, and I'm not really even a stickler for visuals all that much, but I didn't think it looked very good, like visually. Mm. I thought it looked weird. Well, it was, um, I think it was also an early alpha. Yeah, true. It was very, very early. Like they say that Hyrule Warriors is the working title. Right. I don't think I don't think what you saw there is going to translate to final product. Plus, yeah. in general, anything, anytime it's a, a different studio, it's Koei, right? So it's going to be their sort of artistic take on on Zelda, like their their imagining of these characters in this True. world. Kind of like I can't imagine Nintendo letting it out the door if if they thought it looked bad. You yeah. know. Now, it reminds me a lot of, um, you might like get a sinking feeling from this, but it reminds me of Metroid Other M, in that it, you know, it was a, a different company and it had like a different look, but it was still that property. Look, take away the story and Other M's awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go, see? Take away the, the, the I'm a whiny teenage person, Samus, <laughs> and Other M is great. Um... Yeah. But I'm with you. If anything, Hyrule Warriors shows that Nintendo is thinking outside the box. Yeah. Which they kind of have to do. Yeah, I like the idea so, yeah. of partnering and, and trying new new things with their properties. Yeah, it was number 12 on my list. Dead center. Nice. So, so Chip so, it away. Uh, not to get like too sidetracked, but 
Um, you talk about like having Nintendo Hold on a reach sec. out and having. Yeah, I'm hearing that again. I hear like myself only. It's like Squawk Box. We got a we got a ten twenty four five six on a on a South Brockton Expressway. Can you hear it? Southeast New Jersey. I think it stopped. Yeah, that's... New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Stopped. That's how they yeah, were. Yeah. That's how all the neighborhoods were named in the original GTA. <laughs> okay. Is, is Sega doing anything else that we know of? Sonic Boom. Yeah, and that's <laughs> Sonic Boom. I actually think that looks really cool. Uh, but is that a collaboration with Capcom? No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bastardization of everything I love. About <laughs> hey, no, Sega, Sega did that. Knuckles Sega doesn't that need hand wraps. Oh goodness! Oh, oh, this is the game. This is the game we needed. E three, a Sonic Mega Man mashup. Boom. You, oh, like the comic. Is that real? Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah, they're really sick. Well, in video game form. Made by, made <laughs> no, by Capcom, you know we need? not we Sega. We need another Mega Man game, period. <laughs> true. Yeah, yep. True, that is very true. Mighty number no. 9. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> basically the same thing. But isn't that like still like a year and a half or two years away? I, Probably I early 15, know. yeah. And it's going to be on last-gen consoles? <laughs> no, and, and next-gen. It made it. And, uh, yeah, and okay. All right, I'm going to give you a few more of my curiosities then. Just like a, I'm going to run down a list of five more. Uh, Mad Max, because I don't oh, know. Oh, shit, I didn't even put that on my list. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. I get the same feeling with Mad Max that I got with like Tomb Raider the first time I saw it 27 years ago. Um, <laughs> like like something's there. I mean the newest Tomb Raider, just that it was That's... at... It was at like five E3s. <laughs> um, I, I feel like Mad Max is going to be good, but it's just going to be hanging out and they're not going to really show us much more at a time, but it's going to eventually be good by the time we've all forgotten about it. So, plus, it's got a lot of cool features, you know, with the, you know, customizing your car, running through this open desert world, and, and the, the combat looked cool, like a, a nice integration of, of shooting and, and uh, fist fighting. It just it seemed kind of cool. You know, it'd be nice to, to jump into that world. Um, no Man's Sky. I'm sure that's someone's wanting to see that. You know, that the, was on my honorable mention. How did I forget about that? Did you just Holy say crap. that? No, I didn't. It was there. Oh, I think I deleted it to to go from 11 to 10. Because oh, okay. I assumed someone else would talk about it. So well, yeah, That would have been in my welcome. top five had I remembered it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. So that's one that I want to see. I mean, what... It, you want to say something about it, Anthony? Because I was just going to blow through uh, it. I'll let, you, I'll let you go. I haven't prepared my thoughts on how awesome it looks. but. <laughs> um, well, when I first saw the video, I wasn't like super blown away, but I just thought, wow, there's so much potential there. So that's why it's on, on my you know wait and see sort of list. Um, another one is Rime, R-I-M-E, the one that looks oh, like... Oh, I forgot about that too! That's <laughs> four, right? Yeah, it looks like Eco. So oh, yeah. I mean that's yes, yes. that's yeah. always something. All the cool things. Oh, damn it, Eddie! That's, that's my job is to remember right? the cool things. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, the last last time we uh, we yep. were prepping for a podcast, I think that's what I linked you to. Yeah, I mean I had seen it before that and forgotten about it. Then I, yeah. you linked it and I forgot about it. Then finally, just now I remembered it and everyone else forgot about it. It's yeah, just, exactly. Somehow, I, I don't know what's up with this game. It's oh, like a memory man. loss game. Um. <laughs> And then the last one I wanted to mention was uh, The Evil Within, which I, I just heard that a few journalists went and saw <laughs> it and were totally unimpressed by it for the most well, the, part. The reason That's... being it focused a lot on an action sequence, Yeah, this demo, and they were going in thinking, expecting survival horror, and they didn't get it. 
So everyone there was assuring them that there is survival elements. There is. It's just this is a particular action sequence. Right, so what the so, hell are you showing us, man? Come on. You know what we want. It's well, a horror you know, game. Well, yeah, but you don't want to give up the goose. What if they, show, what if they show the survival horror stuff in three weeks? Yeah, yeah. What if they're saving it? So that'd be cool. And I guess with survival horror, you run the risk of like ruining the game. Right. Um, it's like watch. It's like playing Fear and watch it on YouTube beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder okay. who does that. <laughs> All right, so that that's a few. Oh, and let me. I'll mention one more. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is uh, also from from CD Projekt Red. Um, but that's down the I, line, obviously. Yeah, I hope we see that. But I have a feeling they're going to focus on Witcher, and that's it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, and and I don't really know much about it. I just know that it's CD Projekt Red and all their endless talent in a completely different sort of setting and theme. So that that'll be cool to see the way they work that. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's another little list. Anthony, you have a chunk for us? I have a few more. Okay. Um, we already mentioned Destiny. People people said, as Jason was indicating, uh, they weren't that impressed with the recent uh, event in which they played it. Um, I, I, I guess I'm going in with expectations in that I'm not a Halo fan, but I, I love Bungie's commitment to community and its fans and, and what it does with multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So so. I guess all I'm hoping for is something in the vein of a Borderlands and then sort of like a journey in that you're not looking for someone else, but you happen to run into that person and maybe you forge this relationship just out of the blue. That, that kind of excites me. Uh, the, the gunplay doesn't need to be groundbreaking in any way. I Cool loot and, and functionality and, and those multiplayer elements, and I'll, I'll be a happy guy. So that's yeah. really all I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a lot of potential with Destiny. They know how to make video games, obviously. Yeah. I, I have a feeling uh, it'll be the one Bungie game I, I really am a fan of, so we'll see. With, um, with a uh, half a billion dollar budget, it better. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, I also had Dragon Age Inquisition on the list here. Oh yeah, that's right. I have not played the second game, but I remember people really, really bent out of shape with that second game. Um I, I guess the fact that it was more action oriented. Yeah, but some people still yeah. loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, some people did like it. I, I still I, need to play it. But, um, I see a whole lot support, more support for it now than I did. Right. Then. Yeah. Especially yeah. With this there's always one coming, so. that seems to be the way it goes with video games. There's always that knee jerk sort of zeitgeist about a game, and then later on, everyone's like, you know, that game was pretty good. You know? Right. And and I think I, I'm hoping Dragon uh, Dragon Age Inquisition finds that happy medium. Which I, which I feel like they didn't do with Mass Effect Three, between one and two. I think we've discussed that before, and I'm I'm hoping they are able to please fans and find that that the happy medium in between the, uh, the gameplay of of Dragon Age One and, and how it was more of a spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate, yeah. and and the more action action oriented mechanics of Dragon Age Two. So, all um, right. And the two others I had, uh, one should come out sometime this year is Below. Um, it was announced for Steam recently as well, so it's Xbox One, but it's also coming to PCs through Steam. Um, it's uh, a game by Capybara Games. Is that is that their is that their name? Capybara. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, so Super Time Force comes out tomorrow, but they're also working on Below, which uh, I don't know if you guys saw any of the videos from the recent PAX event, but um, the scale of that game is really amazing. It really zooms out. And you are just this small little person on a ridiculously large screen. And uh, it, it's supposed to be very punishing in terms of, of difficulty. 
not necessarily unfair, but you will die, uh, and you will have to learn from your mistakes, and I'm the kind of guy who likes Dark Souls games, so that appeals to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and just look, it looks incredible. That would have been on my list I've seen. if I had not forgotten about it. Yeah. <laughs> so there, I'm guilty too. Um, so does that bring you to your top five after this? Uh, one more okay. I'll just quickly mention because it's not something I'm necessarily excited about, but uh, I remember people were really were excited about Deep Down, and then yes. Capcom said, oh yeah, by the way, free to play, and every, everyone said, oh, well, I don't know. So <laughs> I'm still interested to see how they approach that model. Well, here's the thing. Free to play sounds great. As long as it's free to play and not like, Free to play with a bunch of really annoying yeah, things built that, into fr- you know. to the free to play. You know that, right? So because that's on my list too. Uh, it just isn't as high as it would have been because, again, cautiously optimistic. Exactly. Um, right. Here's how I feel about it: free to play. If there are micro micro transactions, great. Don't shove them down my throat. Yeah. Exactly. There's a way to handle that. A lot of companies don't handle it right. So we'll. See. And if and if it's worth paying for, like. I'm going to be honest, I've never paid a single microtransaction in my life, but if Dark Souls had microtransactions, I, I would be broke. <laughs> All the <money. laughs> I would be broke. So, so there you done, have it. Mike, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I've only done microtransactions two times, and they're both iPad games. Mm. Hearthstone. I was going to guess Hearthstone. Yep. Okay. And The Simpsons tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, no, no, he he has a legitimate uh, reason for that. What was the transaction for? Oh, it's been a while. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, Hearthstone, I bought a couple packs because what else do you buy in Hearthstone? Yeah. But uh, Simpsons tapped out. They have they have this nasty, nasty penchant for making characters that I really like the premium guys. <laughs> oh yeah, that's annoying. So I think I've bought a like Hans Molman was one of them. I think yes. I him. Uh, who was another one? Um, Sherry Bobbins was just an Easter, <laughs> just part of the Easter thing. I got her because I had to buy golden eggs. Uh, they're not expensive. I mean, I, I you, you, the the premium currency is donuts. Mm. Like you have money, and then the premium currency is donuts. So you spend like five bucks, and you get sixty donuts or something. <laughs> that's Dude, pretty. That, that's a pretty good deal. I'll, I'll oh I'll yeah, get sixty yeah. donuts for five bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I would die of a heart attack right now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be happy not, about it. It's not like I'm 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 financially you know screwing myself, but every yeah. once in a while you want to give yourself an edge, you buy a couple donuts. Yeah, there you go. I bet yeah. Anthony would buy the Manslayer or the Uchi Gatana. Oh, I would buy the Uchi Gatana so fast, <laughs> and then you'd text me and say, Anthony, are you available for the podcast? And I'd say I'm broke, living <laughs> on the streets. I can't really. I don't have a microphone anymore. Sorry, <laughs> but not poor enough that you don't still have a phone. <laughs> right, because yeah, I called I you. I, I still pay my seventy dollars a month to Verizon. <laughs> exactly. I'll, I, I can never give that up. Jeez. So are we in? Are we in top five territory now? Or top no, five? I was going to ask you if you had more to finish off, like take us right down to where your top five begins. Okay. Uh, Twenty-five is an obscure Vita game, but I played the first one and loved it. That is Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc Two. Yes. Danganronpa. Yes. Danganronpa. Ding, ding, ding. I don't have the thing ready, but yes, <laughs> game is awesome. I love it. So if I can get on the second one, I'd like to do that. There, <laughs> there we go. Dangle, Danganronpa. Uh, Twenty-four is uh, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. I know Call of Duty, but it's a new developer taking the lead, and I always like to see a new face on an old 
um, game. So that could be very, very, very sledgehammer. I wish what? I had that ready. <laughs> Sledge, sledgehammer games. <laughs> it's a um, song. Twenty-two is the Telltale Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, because I feel like Telltale can do for for me with Game of Thrones what it did for me with Walking Dead. But before I started playing the Walking Dead season one, I had never absorbed or had never taken in any Walking Dead content at all. And now I am caught up on the game, the TV show, and the first two compendiums of the comic. Oh, wow. So um, I hope that it can do for me yeah, what I, it I did for Walking Dead. So do you not watch Game of Thrones? I don't, but I have... Uh, I have a HBO HBO Go account that somebody lets me use, so I can. Oh, okay. So it's that's the soon. only show I watch. <laughs> uh, Twenty One is um, a game I'm really surprised that we haven't talked about, but I don't know how many how big fans you guys are. Uh, Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I know I'm going to see it. That Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. I'm really excited about this whole nemesis system thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. The fact that I can fight a guy, spare his life, and later on he'll try and come at me again. Maybe because he's ascended in rank or something like that so he's stronger. That's just a really, really cool mechanic. I hope it comes to fruition. Uh, 20 is Star Wars Battlefront. I'm not really a Battlefront. I'm not really a Star Wars guy, but those Battlefront games are fun. That's a ding for Mike, Mike Murphy. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Right. He's, he, he just went, did someone say Battlefront? <laughs> <laughs> I heard a disturbance in the force. Um, <laughs> 19 is X. I think we talked about X a little bit earlier. But uh, there you go. There's one. There's a top five. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that'll be really cool. Number 18 is another one I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet. Maybe it's in someone's top five. Uh, Alien Isolation. Yes. I feel like that is a game that has a lot of pressure on it because it needs to make up for the god-awful Colonial Marines. Um, 17 is Hotline Miami 2. Wrong number. Love the first one. Really want to play the second one. Uh... Number 16 is Batman Arkham Knight. Another one I'm surprised we hadn't gotten to yet. Oh, man. See, I just I keep forgetting about all these. Um, I, I want to see the Batmobile in action, and I'm really curious as to who this Arkham Knight guy is. Because for those that don't know, Arkham Knight is not just talking about Batman. It's talking about a brand new original villain that Rocksteady created for this game named the Arkham Knight. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, 15 is Below. We talked about that. 14 is Evolve. Oh, Yes. Uh, the Turtle Rock Shooter, which I'm really, really interested in because I want to play as that monster. Uh, number 13 is the Dual Assassin's Creed's Unity and Comet. Uh, Unity for the next-gen systems, Comet for the previous systems. Because um, it's Assassin's Creed. I have to like Assassin's Creed. 12 is Hyrule Warriors. We talked about that. 11, I hope I get a ding for this from one of you, is Mirror's Edge. Oh, you took mine. The next Mirror's Edge <laughs> game. Yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you go into it. Um, so you can talk about it all you want. Number 10 is another Star Wars game, but it's the one from Visceral. Yes. Because Visceral, Dead Space, meaning maybe they could make Star Wars a little creepy. That'd be cool. I'm not going to play it, but that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number 9 is Tales from the Borderlands, because yes. I'm interested to see how Telltale handles a video game franchise as opposed to a TV series or a comic book. Uh, and eight, like I said, is Pokemon Omega, uh, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire because of all the Pokemon series, the only generation I skipped was Ruby and Sapphire. So now I can atone for my Perfect. They just, they just really wanted to cater to you. They <laughs> did. Um, number seven, Sunset Overdrive. Oh, that one yes. caught your attention, huh? It did. It did. It, it hadn't. 
until the gameplay came out like two weeks ago. And now I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's something I can get behind. And uh, number six is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain, because I liked yeah. Ground Zeroes, even though it was short. I played it twice. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this open-world Metal Gear, so I'm hoping that they can... Uh, if they can do it for me. So, all right, Whew. there's my five. Like I said, the only one we talked about so far is number four, Zelda for Wii U. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> Just before we get to the top fives, I'm going to add my last few. Yeah. Um, they are a lot of sequels, actually. Uh, Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> um, and then Dishonored 2. Ah. Maybe. That's maybe. A maybe. No ding, but I, I, I like that choice. I'll give you half a ding. There's, there's always a Half-Life 3 hanging out there in the distance. Half-Life 3. Somewhere. Just let go. Just let go. <laughs> Just let, go let it go. I'll never let go. I will never let go. And I'll never let go of Beyond Good and Evil 2 either. That's, oh, that's on there. You and me both. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of... Uh, Bethesda games, Fallout 4 and Elder Scrolls 6. Who knows if we'll ever, if we'll see like a tease, but those Can are I on there. Prey 2 into that pile? Oh, of, of uh, Never Let Go games? Of Never Let Go <laughs> Bethesda games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and I also agreed with Mirror's Edge 2 because I loved the original Mirror's Edge. That was one of those games that people were like, this game's not that great. And then like years later, they were like, that was yeah. the best game ever, guys. Exactly. What? You, yeah. you didn't think that when it first came out? I'm like, I like yeah, I actually did. Effect. Exactly. <laughs> the Wind sure. Waker effect. Good name. Um, yeah, so that, that brings me to my top five. But now what I want to do is we'll go five, all of us, and four. Or will we? Actually, we ran a little bit long on this show, so we're going to break it in half and bring it to you in about a week where you can hear the rest of our E3 picks. This is Eddie and Zotto saying goodbye till next time.